Welcome to episode 95 of Crack the Customer Code, brought to you by Audible. There is a 30-day free trial for our listeners at audibletrial.com slash customer code. More than 180,000 titles to listen to on your commute, your walk, when you're filing. There are so many ways to listen. It's fantastic. I love it. I hope you will too. Check it out. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the customer service supreme star commander, Adam Toporek. <laughs> now that is a title I can embrace. Put it on your business cards. See what happens. I'm not even like really into Star Wars or Star Trek or whatever that would probably oh, go goodness. with. But, you know, I think if I had a lightsaber and a phaser, it would be cool. Well, you can't put those things together. You just offended all of the Star Wars fans and all, all of the Star Trek fans <laughs> at the same time. Well, you know, in customer service, we teach to apologize. So I sincerely apologize for offending you. And how can oh. I make your day better today? <laughs> well, you know, we're talking about something that we don't always like to think about today, which is when it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll never say goodbye to you, Jeannie. So I don't worry oh. about these things. I'm focused forward. <laughs> very nice. Very so what nice. are we? who are we saying goodbye to? Our customers? Because that's very sad. I know it is sad, but it's part of life and we have to accept it. And a lot of places don't. Yes. Well, we do have a churn rate for a reason. There you go. <laughs> so what offboarding crossers is interesting because it's one of the parts of customer experience that I find the difference in perspective is most stark. Hmm. Okay. The, the, you know, there's always a, a perspective gap between the customer and the company. Always. And part of what right. we're trying to do all the time is bridge that gap as much as possible. I mean, that's if you sort of boil down customer experience and customer service to its essentials, that is one of the overriding goals is shifting of perspectives. Sure. And sure. I think that gulf is really great when a customer leaves because why they're leaving and why you wish they would stay are almost never aligned. They're never aligned and it's really easy not to think about. And a few years ago, I even I wrote about how there's one question that always causes kind of uncomfortable silence <laughs> when I'm talking to companies about understanding their customer journeys. And the question is, what happens when they leave you? And a lot of times you see them kind of look at each other like, well, they leave. <laughs> <laughs> they leave. Of course they do. But there's no perspective on, okay, do we still consider them customers? Do we still treat them in a certain way so that they're still included in this journey? Do we make it easy to welcome them back? All of those things. Because it's hard to lose customers. That's not anybody's goal in business. But it's reality. We're all going to lose customers at some point for many, many different reasons, some of which we can control, some of which we can't. And so we need to be prepared for that and understand that part of the journey just as much as other parts, in my humble opinion. Well, absolutely. And you have to know why they leave. And I've seen this in retail so many times, small business owners, where once the customer is leaving, then mm -hmm. they treat them like they're not a customer. And what I mean by that is they became, become very penny-wise, dollar-foolish. Yep. They become very focused on okay, well, you're not a customer anymore, so I don't care. I'm not investing in this. I'm going to get every ounce and penny out of the remaining 
you know, transaction, you owe me money, you owe me whatever it may be. And I'm not saying to be an idiot about it, but they get really small minded a lot of times. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the keys to me in offboarding. I mean, there's always a couple of percent that you just can't save. They're gonna they're they're leaving because they hate you. It's it's right. you're, it's they're past repair. That's fine. But a lot of times it's really good customers and people that could come back or that if nothing else would tell someone else about the experience. Well, and that's the thing that I always stress is that, you know, somebody could have a really awesome relationship for years with an organization. And then when they go to leave, they're treated so poorly or it's so incredibly difficult to leave that they get penalized for even wanting to leave. So that's what they remember. And it goes back to the peak end rule and how our minds work. You know, we could, we're not going to remember the uh, stability of a relationship. We're going to remember the high points and the low points and those emotional moments of truth. And this happens a lot in relationships where it's like a subscription or a membership of some sort, like a service relationship, like with fitness or with those subscription box services. And people try to leave. And, you know, for signing up in five minutes, is no problem. <laughs> but try to get out of a relationship like that. And a lot of times it becomes a much bigger deal. And so it's really challenging. And we have to remember that we don't want to sour the whole relationship based on how we're asking them to to exit, basically. No, I'm still getting my Columbia House CDs in the mail from college. <laughs> oh, you just dated yourself. Uh, you know what? Anybody who, anybody who listens to the uh, this podcast already knows that I'm not a millennial, but for sure. Uh, <laughs> but you know what's interesting? When people leave, they can also the customers can also be very transactional. They're done with you, and you have to not react the same way. Just like when a customer is mad, you don't. You know, hopefully, if you're giving great customer service, you're not getting mad back. You're trying right. to solve that issue. Well, a lot of times customers get really not, they're not always that nice. They're like, mm-hmm. well, I'm done with you. I don't need you anymore. So here's how I'm going to act towards you now. Right. And I think a lot of small businesses sort of go, okay, well, businesses of all types, I shouldn't even say small businesses, mm-hmm. reflect that. They reflect it back. And sometimes fine if it's over the line. That's, you know, it's a different situation. But again, you should still be trying to keep a customer. And you mentioned the peak end rule. Well, there's also the recency effect. We remember what happens last. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the, you know, I had two situations, both, well, one was a small business independent and I went there all the time and they knew me by name and had a good relationship with everybody. And then basically what they were offering became somewhat of a commodity. And I started realizing, Hey, they're charging twice as much. (laughs) And I go there all the time. I get no perks for loyalty, you know. So I just kind of drifted away. And to this day, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that they have never reached out to me. They've never said, like, why aren't you coming by all the time? And not only that, but I now feel awkward about going in because I feel like I'm, you know, in this weird place with them. And I... I think about it and I'm like, if they had reached out and said, hey, we haven't seen you in a while, what's going on? We could have had a conversation. I wasn't upset about something enough to complain about it or to say, hey, what's going on? I just kind of drifted because I, I realized like, hey, this isn't uh, equal to what I can get somewhere else. And that I, I 
think is a perfect example of if you create a relationship with your customers and they do start drifting away or you notice that they are no longer a customer, there is nothing wrong with reaching out if you have that relationship. On the flip side of that, I left uh, a membership of a gym and, you know, they're notorious, (laughs) but I, so we, you know, did the whole thing, processed as we were supposed to. And it was like two days before my birthday. And part of what I did was fill out the survey and said exactly why we were leaving. And I was pretty clear. I mean, it was constructive. It was not mean. It was about, hey, this happened, this happened, this happened. I mentioned it. This wasn't working, whatever. And didn't get any response to that. But on my birthday, I got an email that said, dear valued member. (laughs) And I thought, wow, first of all, they can't even, they can automate the birthday message, but they can't automate actually addressing me by name, which is a problem. And they didn't connect those two dots. And I think if you're going to have an exit survey, which is a fine idea, finding out why people are leaving you, it's really important to actually do something with it because it sure felt like it was going into like the special file on their inbox that said, we are going to ignore these people. (laughs) I imagine you're in a lot of companies, special file, Jeannie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, obviously, don't ask the question if you don't care about the answer. Right. Right. I mean, that's the truth. And I just had a great idea for another episode. We're going to have to do when the CRM gets in the way of the experience because yeah, there's, oh, so, yes. so, there's so many issues with CRM. So, But we'll save that for another time. Now, we've had a lot of long episodes recently, so I think we're going to keep this tight. We're going to improve our customer experience here. So <laughs> why don't let's each give one good best practice for offboarding a customer? You first, ladies first, of course, always. <laughs> well, I think number one, uh, don't reach out and say you're concerned about loyalty at the end if you haven't been concerned throughout the journey. If they are only hearing from you when they are trying to leave, there is something broken in your customer journey way before the exit and cancellation process. So I would say make sure that if, if you're only reaching out to people because you're afraid that they're walking out the door, start looking at your journey earlier and figuring out how can we reach out to people who are loyal, who are consistent, who aren't making a fuss? How can we reach out to them throughout their journey and recognize their loyalty back to us? And I would say offboarding is just a part of the experience as well and to treat it as such. Yep. To treat it as a customer experience and a customer that is one going to provide you either positive or negative, uh, you know, referrals slash uh, feedback mm-hmm. to others, and two that may one come back through the door one day, and to always look at the big picture when offboarding, and just remember it's uh, it's not the end of the journey; it's just a bump in the journey. <laughs> I, I got I've got a bumper sticker and a coffee mug coming with that on it soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a good point though. Just think of it; it is part of the journey; it's part of life. And it's okay as long as you treat it as something that's not horrendous or something to ignore. Treat it as part of the journey and how you can improve it just like any other touch point. Okay. Well, on that note, we are going to offboard you listeners, but (laughs) only for a few days because we'll see you at the next episode. And we hope you enjoyed episode 95 of Crack the Customer Code. You can see the show notes for this and all episodes. Subscribe and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. 
I'm Jeannie Walters. Sign up for customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com and connect with me at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Support. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.